0: Hello, my name is Margarita Hobbs. Welcome to Who are the Creative People in Your Neighbourhood, a podcast that highlights creative people who live and or work in Coquitlam, BC, Canada. Today, we are speaking with creatives Dell and Angela. Del, a woodworker, and Angela, a handbag designer and maker, both display and sell their work through the Blackberry Gift Shop Cooperative, which is located in Pomo Arts Centre in Port Moody. Not only do Dell and Angela Holbrook share a passion for their creations and for the cooperative, they are also a merry couple who have been together for many years. In this episode, we find out how these two seniors started their creative journeys, how it might be like to share a home and life with another creative person, and what advice they would give to anyone, regardless of age, on how to start a creative endeavor. Dell, how did your passion for woodworking start?
1: probably started when I was about 12, 13, when my dad and myself, we built a 17-foot wooden boat. He was a logger, so wood was around all the time, and we had a fairly good access to it. So we built the boat, and we puttered around in it for years. And then I went to university and got married and had some kids. And one day, my eldest said, I need a doorstop, but I want it to be a Smurf. So then I started creating that, went around, found a way to do that, and then got it for him. He was happy as heck with it. Then it became one of his friend's birthdays. Now they all wanted Smurfs, different ones. So that started the whole thing back again into the craft side of it. And then around 1988 or so, I saw an article in Wood Magazine. And it was this new craft, they said which was called intarsia. So it was brand new, very few people doing it. So I said I would try it. So I started working on it and worked at it for a while. And then people started liking it and they wanted certain things. And that's basically how it got started.
0: And for our listeners who are not familiar with what intarsia is, could you enlighten them?
1: Intarsia is the art of creating a picture using the color, texture, grain, a depth of a piece of wood in its natural colors.
0: Thank you. And Angela, what made you want to begin creating handbags? Well,
2: I started sewing a long time ago, like when I was a teenager in school, in the home ec class. And that's the, my mom used to sew as well. So it, it really was interesting to me that you could take a piece of flat product and make it into something that you could wear or whatever and then uh, I sewed my own clothes for a, a long while and the kids Halloween costumes and things like that and then I didn't sew for a long time and Dell's mom gave me her old sewing machine and so I started sewing again and then uh, I wanted to join Blackberry and you needed an art Mm -hmm. and sewing clothes wasn't going to work for Blackberry so I decided to make bags Mm -hmm. I watched a few videos and YouTube on YouTube and on different sewing sites and uh, I because we have to be juried I took a number of different bags into the jury session and everyone loved it so there I am I'm now making bags and that's now, virtually all I sew are back.
0: So you wanted to be part of the cooperative shop. Um, I find it interesting that your creative outlets were both inspired by family members. Dell with making the doorstop for your son, and with you, Angela, with Dell's mom giving you her sewing machine. Do you work at inspiring your other family members into a creative pursuit as well?
2: Yeah, and when the kids are over, when the grandkids are over, they don't play on their laptops or their phones. They're either up in the sewing room with me or they're in the workshop with Dell, And they, are, they always go home
0: with something that they've created. So you very much encourage your grandkids. Did you do the same for your own kids when they were growing up?
1: Well, I think that the, the difference there is that you're busy raising the kids. Mm. And you're taking them to baseball. You're taking them to yeah. soccer. You're taking them to dance and stuff like that. And you're busy with that, and they're busy and occupied with that. But when the grandkids come, uh, you don't have that side of it, so you can help them with the other side. Okay. And yeah. uh, that's something they don't get at home. Right. Because mom and dad are taking them to all these events.
0: Absolutely. But so when it that- come
1: to grandpa's house, it's a new thing, and they just love it.
0: Yeah. What a wonderful thing to pass on. Thank you. Yeah. Aside from home ec or perhaps shop class in high school, did you have any formal training at all with regards to your sewing or woodworking?
1: For the intarsia, there was nobody doing it at that time. Mm. The only person doing it was a lady down in Texas.
0: Mm -hmm. I wasn't
1: going to Texas just to learn how to (laughs) do that. Okay. Just too far. So I had to learn myself. I made a lot of sawdust and I had a lot of fi- uh, wood for the campfire when we went camping. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first ones weren't that great. Right. <laughs> but I persevered and stuck with it and found out how to do it. And back in 80, 1988 or so, wasn't a lot of internet to, to rely on. So you had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And being an engineer and problem solver, that helped a bit.
0: And for you, Angela? No official yeah. training at all.
2: Uh, watching my mom sew, mm-hmm. you know, school. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: take things apart and recreate, and, and try to recreate them. What do you like most about making handbags, Angela? And what challenges do you encounter when designing and making the bags? I love to shop,
2: like most women do. <laughs> and I, when we go on vacation, we travel a lot and we go to Hawaii, or we go to France, or we go to wherever, We all, I always find a fabric shop. Mm. So the highlight for me is being able to go and find something and find a piece of fabric that no one else has seen to be able to put it together into a bag. The challenges with that, of course, is then you get the fabric home, and you think, now, which bag or what
0: style will right. set back fit. And for you, Dell, what's the best thing about what you do?
1: I do basically three things. I do Tarja, I make birds, and then at Christmas time, I make toys for kids. Ah. Now, you get different things. Mm-hmm. Toys for kids, you can see the smile on the kid's face, you can see the kid having fun and that. That's a huge reward for someone that creates stuff. Mm-hmm. Because then the user is thrilled they have it. And I've got a lot of pictures with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In Tarja, it's the same thing. When somebody sends you back a picture of how it looks in their house and how proud they are and how it's the highlight of their house, they put it in there because that's the focal point of their living room or whatever. And that's good for you. And when I make birds, the stories that come back are just unbelievable about what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that they're somewhat similar to worry beads, somewhat similar to something you can fidget with to take your mind off of everything else. Right. And some of the stories come back just amazing.
0: And a challenge that you might encounter?
1: You create what is good for you, makes you feel good, but maybe it doesn't make a connection with somebody else.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about the Blackberry gift shop?
2: Well, the Blackberry Uh, gift shop, is the best kept secret in the Tri Cities.
0: I have heard that before. Why does it hold a special place in your heart?
2: I love the BlackBerry Gift Shop uh, Cooperative. It's wonderful. We get to uh, show our work, and uh, the customers are just so, so interested in how we do things. And it, it, that is a highlight also because. Not very many people ask how you make things. They just, when you go to a shop, yeah. you just buy it because you right. like it. But
1: the, the artist isn't there anyway.
2: Yeah. Where in the BlackBerry, they say, well, how did you do this? Mm. And so it's nice to be able to talk to people and yes. show them exactly how you do put things together. Mm. You build yeah. that relationship with the
0: customer. Can we talk a little bit about your creative process? How do you decide on a design or what to make?
1: I create, in Antarja, I create mostly sea scenes or animals because that's basically what I'm familiar with. I grew up on the ocean, and I live near a wildlife area, so there's birds and all that flying around. That's the stuff I like, so that's basically what I create. Uh, I also try to get the perfect piece of wood, just like everybody tries to get everything perfect, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, for one, I had one piece of wood, a piece of spalted maple that I kept for about five years before I decided it was the perfect piece to make an owl out of. Mm -hmm. And then I went and found pictures of owls and outlines of owls and Mm -hmm. had to make it the right size because I didn't have an infinite amount of wood because it's a specialized Mm -hmm. piece of wood,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then make the wood fit the piece. Mm. The problem with that is the surface of the wood looks like one thing. You go down a half an inch, it's not exactly the same.
2: Right. Yeah. so
1: when you got a nice pattern on the top you go down a little ways oh there's a bark inclusion well for me that just happens to be the way it is so that's going to be in the piece Mm -hmm. i don't take a lot of the perfection imperfections out part of the discovery part is what you find as you carve down into the piece of wood Mm -hmm. what do you find is the grain straight is it curved is it got a knot that shows up is there an inclusion in there somebody at one time drive a nail in and there's a bit of a rusty spot inside it what's in there Mm -hmm. i don't know until i start going down Mm -hmm. and when you get some of the exotic woods then it's even more challenging what's inside because if they had a drought or something it's totally different than if they had water Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know those are some of the things that dictate what you want to make Mm -hmm. and then with the birds well, the demand is so high for those that I have to keep making them all the time, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but for a creative person, you don't want to do the same thing 10,000 times. Yeah. Yeah. So I start making variations to the birds. <laughs> they started out one color, one piece of wood. That was the color it was. Then I put a neck ring in them. There's a little ring halfway up by their neck. Then there's a, two wings on the outside, all these things that innovate and make it more interesting to the customer. So hopefully instead of buying one, they buy five. The challenge is not in doing the same thing over and over again for you, for anybody. Mm -hmm. The challenge is in taking what you're doing and improving on it.
0: And for you, Angela, what's your process like? As I said, I pick up fabric
2: everywhere and it's, Usually, fabric that talks to me speaks mm-hmm. to me, and then I, I, of course, I have to think about how I'm going to use this, and if, depending on what kind of fabric it is, whether it's a, a outdoor fabric or a, a quilting cotton, it lends itself to different things, and then you have to pick out the uh, coordinating fabric for the lining or for the strap. And the hardware to go with it, whether you want round or square or whatever. and um, and the type of bag do you want? do you want a zipper in it? Do you not want a zipper in it? How many pockets do you want? and and what the challenge sometimes is trying to put pockets where pockets don't belong. so it's it's kind of fun to to try and work it out. And every time um, I think about a bag, i I sketch it out, and then I think, well, do I want uh, a side piece in there to make it wider or am I going to box the corners to make it a boxy on the bottom? Or So therefore, the fabric changes size. So if it starts out to be this big, I've got to cut it a bit bigger to, to make sure that it works. Mm-hmm. And so you're always looking at the pattern in the fabric. Do you want the pattern to be centered or do you want, mm. you know, Yes. There's a lot of, of uh, looking and playing and it sits on my uh, cutting table for a long time before I cut out what I want, really want.
0: And each of your bags is uh, unique.
2: Yes, I don't make two bags the same unless mm. somebody requests it. Right. I, uh, I made two bags the same once in mm. four years. Mm. Um, I keep swatches of the fabric that I use for every bag. So that if I'm using the outside fabric again, I won't use the same inside fabric. Oh. I put the same strap on it or a different colored zipper in it or something like that. So you would never see someone else with the same bag.
0: What's it like living and being married to another creative person? Do you two work together or collaborate on projects? Yeah. His workshop is in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, work, my studio
2: is in on the second floor. But on a normal day in the winter when we're working, I go upstairs, he goes downstairs. Mm-hmm. And we meet together for lunch and then cocktails in the afternoon. And uh, we discuss what we're making. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he loves to match fabrics for me. Oh. We go into a fabric shop, and I I say, look, I've got this outer fabric. I've got to find something for lining.
1: Right. And he's
2: helping me find all these fabrics because he loves to match fabrics.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: I, I help him pick wood out.
1: We um, bounce <laughs> ideas off each other yeah. rather than do stuff for the other. I made some handles for yeah. the purses she made and things like that. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and we, I made some things.
1: We did collaborate on some Christmas ornaments once, mm. put a piece with fabric in to bring some more color to it. Mm-hmm. Things like that, but we don't work do together. each other's work and work at the right. same place.
2: And we don't we don't work well together. But he doesn't like me telling him what to do. Uh, and I don't like him telling me what to do.
0: Well that's a good thing to know that you can help each other out, but don't necessarily have to work together. It seems that you have your routine, you know what works, and have healthy boundaries as creatives.
2: i I don't consider myself a creative person. Mm. I'm more of the logical uh, the the two plus two type of person, you know oh. the, uh, cut it out and sew it together, sort of person. But people call me creative, and I look back on things, and I, I do create things. Right. But I don't consider myself a
0: creative person. And how about you, Dell? Do you think you're creative?
1: Well, obviously you create something. There was, was a board there, and now there's a piece of art there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've created something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I think my greatest strength is to innovate
0: mm.
1: rather than... Created. Originally created. Very few things in this world are originally yeah. created nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, back when Columbus was traveling across the ocean, yeah, there was probably stuff that was created brand new, never been before. And there probably is now, but it's all in the cyber side of things, probably mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, some of the cyber art. But taking something and then innovating it and making it better and making it more attractive and making it more adaptive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the toys, one of the things that I did, the, all the patterns you see for toys are sort of square and boxy. That's a wooden toy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another well, I started rounding them off and putting holes in so they're easier for the kid to hang on to.
0: Mm.
1: Now, that made a huge difference for the kid.
0: I'm not sure I agree with you that you aren't creative, Angela. And as for being innovative, innovation is an application of creative ideas. So even if they are not exactly the same thing, they're still very much linked. My understanding is that you have decided to treat your creative endeavors as a hobby. Can we talk a little bit about how money might factor into what you do? My whole
1: idea is that I build one and I get enough revenue from that to build two more things.
0: Yeah. Right. And basically
1: so
2: that's what I do too.
1: It's not, right. I want a huge amount of money. I'm not going to get rich from it. Mm-hmm. I already know that. I don't need it. I got enough money to live on, I think. You know. Uh, so it's my hobby. And if I can have a hobby that's self-maintaining, that then is something yeah. that's a pleasure to do because you don't have to do it. You do mm-hmm. it because you like to
2: do it, and that's the same with me too. The fabric is very expensive, and uh, I, the bag I made last week for this customer, I probably had thirty-five to forty dollars worth of fabric and findings like zippers and and um, fittings and everything in it, it. Took me five hours to make it, but I could like. There's no way I could sell it for $150 or $200, which yeah. I should have done. $60 is what the going rate is for a bag like that mm-hmm. on Etsy or anywhere else. And and like right. Dell says, if you get the money back out of it to buy more fabric or more more material to build to do your craft, then you know you're happy. If you wanted to make it a business. If I wanted to make it a business, then I would need two more people to cut out fabric. Yeah. And then I would sit at the sewing machine.
1: It's a job now.
2: Then it becomes a job.
0: What advice would you give to someone who is looking to get into something creative, whether that's a hobby or as a business or a career?
1: Talk to somebody doing something you think you'd like. Talk to them about the good side. Talk to them about the bad side. Talk to them about how much it costs in tools. Talk about all those things. And I've taught four or five people how to do intarsia. But I insist you come and watch me work and I'll help you and all that sort of stuff first before you decide whether you're going to buy a bunch of tools or not. But you've
2: also got to know what your skills are because... Lots wow. of people will say, well, I can do that, I can do that, but then they get going at it and they really can't. They mm-hmm. they don't have the wherewithal to do it.
1: That's the come and watch part.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, really
1: see what has to be done. Because mm-hmm. people don't
2: realize when they get into art of any kind, I don't think,
1: ha- anything, how,
2: much, how much goes into it. Mm-hmm. And like Delta, don't jump in the deep end. Go in the shallow end and take it step by step.
1: Mm -hmm. Everybody's got some talent. they just got to find out which one it is. The more people you talk to, and don't just talk to one group, talk to four or five different people. Maybe you want to do woodwork. Maybe you want to do leather work. Maybe you want to paint. Maybe you want to use welding as your thing. Talk to the various people and do this before you choose which one and before you retire. So many of my friends said, well, when I retire, I'm going to take up art. Well, what kind of art are going to do? I don't know. I'll find out then. Well, by then, too late. Mm. Because you start retiring, you start doing nothing, you keep it up. You've got to have something beforehand so that when you retire, you've still got a reason to get up in the morning.
0: Thank you so much to the Holbrooks for sharing with us here today at Who are the Creative People in Your Neighborhood? I found this interview with Dell and Angela fascinating because of their views on their personal creative talents, money, and creative work, which admittedly are very different from mine. I admire their dedication to their customers and how they place such value on creating a connection with them through their cooperative. And I thank them for being candid in their advice for any of us who may wish to pursue a creative venture. If you're interested in seeing Dell and Angela's work in person, please visit BlackBerry Gift Shop located in Port Moody's Pomo Art Center. They also take commissions, so if you're interested in contacting Dell, you can do so via his website at www.dellswood.com. That's www.delswood.com. And Angela can be reached via the Blackberry Gift Shop's website at www.blackberrygiftshop.ca. That's wwwb h-op.ca Thank you for listening. Looking for more creative stories and inspiration? Visit the Who Are The Creative People In Your Neighbourhood website at mtmhobs.com slash podcast. That's com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter, where you'll be kept up to date on upcoming episodes and other artists and creative news.